0: morning um hope you guys have having a great week slash weekend um i had a i had a, a good weekend overall um and i um got to see with the wakanda movie i would definitely recommend seeing it um i don't want to spoil it um, so I won't really talk about my thoughts on it too much, but I would say definitely go see it, experience it. Um, and, um, yeah, so I wanted to do two episodes, um, today cause they're just, I don't know. I just felt like I had to do two episodes today. I feel like I want to do more episodes when I have the chance to do so. And, um, so that's what I'm going to do. And no, I'm not trying to do a... Um, this is not my, you know, uh, very white, (laughs) uh, sultry (laughs) voice. Um, I lost my voice. (laughs) Um, so, um, Mrs. Raspy today. So bear with me. Um, (laughs) but yeah, hopefully this is, um, this is the first episode. So I'm going to do, and then I'm going to do another one too. So hopefully they're helpful to you guys. And, um, yeah we're gonna go from there um <clears throat> so the first one is again this is for my favorite book now 101 uh, essays that will change the way you think by Brianna Weiss. I highly recommend purchasing the book if you haven't already you know I've pretty much almost probably read almost every chapter to you guys so maybe you don't have to buy it but just for your own self <laughs> so this episode I mean this chapter that I want to talk about Is called 10 Key Things We Misunderstand About Emotion. So number one, the long-term effects of emotional abuse can be as bad, if not worse, than physical abuse. Emotional abuse is often not taken as seriously because it cannot always be seen. But the severity of the long-term effects of any type of abuse aren't all that different. Emotional abuse is similar to physical abuse in that it systematically wears away at a person's self-confidence, worth, and concept. Emotional abuse can manifest in a variety of ways, including, but not limited to, controlling, threatening, degrading, belittling, criticizing, shouting, etc. Um, So yeah, just basically, you know, emotional abuse is something that takes a long time to... Um, repair so just be cautious of that Uh, number two emotions outlast the memories that created them we take past emotions and project them onto situations that are in our current lives this is to say unless we heal what happened in the past we're always going to be controlled by it furthermore our irrational fears and most severe day-to-day anxieties can be traced back to a cause which needs to be addressed to effectively stop the effect. Yeah, I definitely agree in that. It's like past childhood trauma or like your first heartbreak or something like that. Um, the emotions that those memories and situations cause can um, be projected in you know, it um, <laughs> can be projected because... Your brain, when we have experiences, it creates memories and um, the emotions that come with those memories. So, like certain situations, like if you were raised in an abusive household and you, um, your brain learned to like escape or something like that, then. Um, or or came up with certain coping mechanism mechanisms to escape your situation, then, as you get older, if you got to a similar situation, it doesn't have to be abuse, but if someone you know if you're you experience a lot of like screaming, yelling in your household or something like that, then as an adult, if someone does scream at you or something like that, you might automatically go back to those same emotions, because that's like your brain trick is triggered to do the same thing as you were as a child. I hope that makes sense. I, I don't know if I explained that right, but um, basically you're, certain experiences that you have create emotions that stay in you, and you don't heal them, or you don't learn how to Um, respond differently. So even if it's not the same exact situation, you might respond the same way because your body is wired to respond that way based on the first time you experienced that. Number three, creative people are depressed for a reason. The expression and experience of negative emotions are correlated with activation in the right frontal cortex, as well as in other structures such as the amygdala. Or in other words, the same areas that are activated when consistently being creative and putting abstract meaning to the concrete reality of whatever your current experience is. So yeah, I mean, you hit I don't know, you sure I'm sure you guys have heard that like a lot of artists are actually they create some of their best work out of pain and depression a lot and back especially back in the day, like they say a lot of those artists Van Gogh, Da Vinci or whatever, um, they were all like messed up <laughs> really and a lot of their work actually has dark meaning behind it so and I mean that's just something that came to my head but I really try to focus on the black and brown but I can't really think of too many because I feel like lately a lot of the times when I see art from black and brown artists I love it because it's usually positive so it's not always uh, coming from a negative Um, situation, not negative mindset, but sometimes it can be as far as that emotion. So number four, fear doesn't mean a desire to escape. It means you're interested. The emotion most associated with fear is interest, believe it or not. It's even been said that fear has two invisible faces, one that wants to flee and the other that wants to investigate. This is to say nothing is generally scary to us unless some part of us also wants to understand it knows we are part of it and feels as though it will become part of our experience interesting okay i'm gonna read that again so it says number four fear doesn't mean a desire to escape it means you're interested the emotion most associated with fear is interest believe it or not it's even been said that fear has two invisible faces one that wants to flee and the other that wants to investigate this is to say nothing is generally scary to us Unless some part of us also wants to understand it, knows we are part of it and feels as though it will become part of our experience. That's very interesting because hmm, it makes sense, though, like if you're afraid to fall in love or something like that, it's because part of you, you recognize that you are feeling that and you might be afraid of what that means and how that will experience impact your life and your experience of it based on maybe past experience of being in love or something or just not the fear of the unknown but you also are intrigued by it cuz <clears throat> you're you're able to recognize that you're recognizing what's going on and like why you're you're that you're afraid of it so number 5 feelings other than happiness are not marks of failure health is having a spectrum of emotion Negative emotions are good for you. In fact, maintaining a consistent experience of only happiness or any emotion really would be a sign of mental illness. It's simply not how our minds and bodies are structured. In other words, you're not supposed to be happy all the time. Listen to what your body is telling you. Negative emotions are a signal that something isn't right. The emotion doesn't have to be fixed. The thing that, is, the thing that it's signaling your attention to does. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna agree with that. Like somebody who's always happy, 24/7, sums off. (laughs) Sums off. Like if you, and that's just me. Like if you are somebody who's, you know, you are happy all the time, every single day, every minute, every hour. Nothing bothers you. You, you're probably, um, you're frightened. Like you. That means to me again this is all my personal opinion but to me it's like that means to me like you don't deal with stuff you you play you pretend like you're in fantasy land and hey you know what like maybe that feels great or whatever but when that that wall breaks good luck because all the emotions that you're dodging that's gonna hurt that's gotta be a flood of emotions um yeah, I just we're not wired to be happy all the time, we're just not. Um, you can be sad, you can be scared, you can be angry, you can be confused. Like, allow yourself to feel the emotions that are quote unquote negative because I don't think they're really actually negative, it's just what the world wants us to believe is negative. I don't feel that God would ever put something in us as humans that we aren't meant to experience. There's a reason why we have sadness and Happiness and fear and anger and confusion and stuff um, it's it's a compass I feel like it's a internal compass of your emotions can guide you as well um, like it says the emotion doesn't have to be fixed the thing that it's signaling your attention to does so emotions can be used as a compass, which is why it's important to be in tune with yourself and be in tune with your emotions because. Your emotions are a way for the unit, for your body, your higher self, your soul to kind of direct you like, hey, this is not right or this is right. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's why it's important to not be like this. Like I said, being only happy because you're ignoring your inner, your inner compass. Uh, emotions can predict the future. Number six, emotions can predict the future. Or in other words, gut feelings are real. Like I was just saying, a study at Columbia University, which is being called the emotional oral effect. Oh, wait, no, no, I'm sorry. The study at Columbia University, which is being called the emotional oracle effect, essentially proved that people who trust their emotions can predict future outcomes. Because they tap into it regularly. They have a window into their subconscious mind, which is more or less just an unconscious well of information. It's very interesting because, what was I watching? I, I was watching something where they were talking about mothers and how women, when they become mothers, their intuition, first of all, women's intuition. You always hear that and how we all as women have an intuition, which you should definitely utilize and tap into because it can help us, um, you know, navigate throughout life and know when certain things are just going to happen. And I was saying how like when you become a mother, it becomes even more heightened and you can, they can predict future outcomes for their children. Not always, but a lot of the times and that helps them pre- like prevent harm upon their kids their babies, you know what I mean, because when you have a child, you're fully responsible for that child, and um, you, because this, this child has been growing inside of you, you become very, very in tune with them and their emotions, too, so you're able to, that's how, like, you know, you hear, like, moms, they hear the cries of their babies, and they know the difference between a hunger cry, a pain cry, a scare cry, or something like that, and it's, like, people who are not the mother of the child or don't have that intuition can be like, how did you know the baby was hungry? It's like, no, that's the, I can, you know, you could just tell. And it's something that probably can't be explained. I'm not a mom, so I can't really speak on experience. But just based on what I've I've, um, read and what I've seen on myself, um, I I just, you're able to predict certain things about your child and, um, I think that's very important, that's really pretty cool, um, but like it says, emotions can predict the future, so your gut feeling, like follow your gut, like they always say. Number seven, we can relive social pain more than we can we can physical pain, which is another reason some researchers believe it is, in a sense, more damaging. When there aren't any psychological factors that play into physical pain, or rather there's no innate instinct that we need to process or readjust ourselves to survive, we let the memory go. However, our brains will um, prioritize rejection or other social emotion or humiliation because we need, we need to remain in the tribe to survive. Interesting. Um, yeah. I definitely understand that because rejection is something um it could be a painful experience and that could be rejection in relationships rejection within your family rejection within society friend groups whatever but I feel like we've all experienced rejection and there's different ways to handle it you can process it internally which can cause you to um suffer emotionally because you will start to potentially blame yourself or critique yourself or try to change yourself um but also it it makes you fearful of the next time of having a similar experience so say I'm just going to use dating for example you take a risk you tell somebody how you feel they don't reciprocate or they still reject you um you don't get the result that you want, then the next time when you go back into dating, you will have, you could potentially have a fear of getting the same result. So you move in fear rather than being yourself. So that's something that would require healing because um, you don't want to obviously do that. And also, like it says, you remain in this tribe trying to survive. So you probably are navigating in a negative way because you're trying to avoid that feeling. Or you're trying to just, yeah, you're trying to avoid the feeling. So, um, yeah, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, what is this? Number eight, stress may just be the most dangerous emotion, especially when it's consistent. And yet it goes unaddressed more often than other feelings. Relaxing is something you should do to pamper yourself. It's absolutely essential. Stress debilitates every part of you, and it's in one way or another interconnected with the top causes of death around the world accidents, cancer, heart disease, suicide, etc. Yeah, stress is real. Like, stress can cause you really great pain to your body, to your mind, to your spirit. Um, and a lot of times we don't even realize it because a lot of times we're all stressed. Um, life is hard, and we get curveballs every way you go. So the way you handle stress is very important. And that's very important to, um, to pay attention to when you're dating, because you got to understand how people deal with stress because stress is is avo- unavoidable, right? Whether you think you're avoiding it or not, because you're, you're, you might think you're avoiding stress, but, um, you're not <laughs> in the sense of all right, say in your head you think, oh, I'm not stressing that. But your body is, is stressing that. And it's still just because your mind isn't, your body can be. Then um, that's how you can get sick and stuff like that. So stress is not really something that you can avoid. It's more so something um, like an emotion that you have to allow yourself to go through. And when you don't, it builds up and can cause problems. Like it says, accidents, comes out as cancer or disease or something like that. Because your body's not meant to maintain that and hold that. You're meant to release it, which is why they always say, work out, meditate, read, do things that calm you and um, can release the stress. There's other activities too, but I don't want to go on a list. Um, <clears throat> number nine, social media is actually making us more emotionally disconnected. Consistently consuming sound bites of people's lives leads us to piece together a particularly, particular idea of reality, one that is far from the truth. We develop such anxiety surrounding social media and whether or not we're really living up to the standards expected of us. That we begin to prioritize screen time over real-life FaceTime. As beings who require human intimacy, romantic and not, to survive, it's becoming a more and more detrimental force in our culture. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about this before. Social media definitely has its negatives and its positives. It plays a huge role in the way that people tend to interact with one another nowadays the intimacy and the emotions are just sometimes not there people don't know how to respond to things quote-unquote properly um a lot of it is emotionally disconnected um is this culture of being you know savage and not being emotionally available using people hurting people Uh, But also there's a huge talk of just mental illness and people sometimes give the wrong information regarding mental illness. Um, So you have to be very careful with social media. Number 10, you cannot selectively numb emotion. When we numb hard feelings, we numb joy, we numb gratitude, we numb happiness. Brene Brown argues that you cannot numb yourself to one experience without numbing yourself to everything else. You cannot disregard sadness without also making yourself immune to happiness. This is to say, it's healthier to experience everything—the good and the bad. Like I was saying, um, <clears throat> when you try to avoid things, it doesn't mean you're you're not actually avoiding it. <laughs> so, and you and you're doing yourself more harm than good because you are avoiding what you what you think you're avoiding. You're also limiting yourself to experience. So like it's saying, when you try to not I don't wanna be angry, I don't wanna be hurt. So I'm gonna avoid these things. Um, with dating or something like that, you're also preventing yourself from experience happiness, which is in love, which is I would assume what you're looking for when in looking going into the experiences. So you can't have what I'm taking from that is you can't have the love you want, without avoiding the potential pain of trying to get there. It's a good quote. You can't. <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but I think you, I said you can't <laughs> obtain the love you want by avoiding <clears throat> the the pain to get there. So it's better to feel everything than to feel than trying to duck and dodge and feel and miss feeling the. You know, feeling everything. I hope that made sense. (laughs) But, yeah, basically, you just... You can't avoid your feelings. Whether you want... Whether they're desirable or not. Allow yourself to feel them to get to where you want to be. And you will get there. So, um, again, this was... um, this? This was 10 key things... We misunderstand about emotion, so um, hopefully that was helpful and allows you to think about how you handle your emotions on your everyday everyday life and whether you give yourself the grace to experience different emotions. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought of this because um, I think I mentioned before, like recently I lost a family member and it was... Um, his, uh, funeral was on Friday and I realized I like leading up to the funeral. I had, I was feeling sad, um, because obviously it's the passing of a family member and, um, it's not a good feeling to lose someone. And I had, I had actually seen him maybe a month or so before we ran into each other at a cookout and, you know, I, I can be, uh, peaceful in knowing that, like, I got to see him and and say my goodbyes, I suppose, in that way. Um, And we got to, you know, separate on a good note, but I came up with this episode about emotions because it's something that my brother and I, we had talked about, like, how, you know, for me, leading up to it, I hadn't cried. Like, I hadn't cried at all. Like, I was sad, and I was more so, like, in a state of shock And when we um, were at the funeral and stuff, um, I did cry when, well, I got teary-eyed when I saw, when we went to the week. And then I was crying when they, like, uh, so many, first of all, he was super, super, super loved because so many people were there. Like, I've been to my handful of funerals and I've seen, you know, people come through, but... Man, it was like people all, of all walks of life, people that I knew from the city that, you know, I ran into people that I've worked with, people that I, that like my, my mom's family friend, like so many people that I didn't know that he knew. And so that just made me feel really good because, you know, he was, he was super, he was super loved and he was a really, really great guy. So, um, I say that to say like, you know, uh, the emotion part, you know, I wasn't planning like I don't know, I feel like I don't I wasn't planning on crying. Maybe like shedding like being teary out a little bit, but I I didn't expect myself to, to cry like that. And um I wasn't like inconsolable, but there were times when I just was crying a little bit. And anyway I talked about it because my brother we went to eat after and he was talking about how like you know, I really don't cry. Like, he's never really seen me cry as much as, like, he cries and stuff like that. And how people deal with things, deal with emotions differently. And it really made me think because I'm like, dang, like, I am, I feel like I am a sensitive person and emotionally in tune. But at the same time, I definitely, I I feel like I've talked about this a lot on this episode, how I don't really cry and I don't necessarily Um, get sad a lot, and um, hopefully I don't have a mental illness with that, (laughs) Um, but I guess it's something to be, you know, aware of, and um, try to understand more, and I think that part of it is just being somewhat in survival mode, and survival mode doesn't have to be, like, oh, I'm making sure I have food on the table, survival mode can be also emotional survival mode, like, I have to do whatever I can to avoid getting hurt. <laughs> and so that could mean not crying or something like that. So in suppressing emotions, so I'm, it just made me aware. And I like how, you know, this book always t- tends to help um, understand certain things. So um, I think it's, I liked how it talked about how emotion, what emotions are and how we come about even getting them, like how certain memories in life create certain emotions and how, um, you can be triggered by certain situations within your life. Um, and I think that that's definitely happened to me where now as an adult, I've done a better job, especially with the help of therapy to, um, to tap into those emotions or when they come about and when they're triggered to allow myself to feel them versus trying to run away from them and so I like how the number my one of my favorite ones of this was the fear doesn't mean a desire to escape it means you're interested and a lot of times for me when it came when it comes to relationships and dating and stuff like that I did always have fear not necessarily of dating but of what that brings about and like the emotions that come with that and what that means to actually be vulnerable with someone (laughs) and letting them in and letting yourself feel certain emotions and how you're not really I just don't believe that when you're in love you're in control I just don't think that you really are I think love really does um overpower or in a sense like overpower your heart and you just you act out of love and you are acting how you're supposed to but it's just it could be a crazy emotion so um and it can make you do crazy things and so you know that fear can kind of overcome overpower you and make you you, avoid it and um that with that comes avoiding emotions and you pretty much essentially rob yourself of an experience right um so i'm trying that's something that i'm working on um currently and just moving into the future of not robbing myself of experiences by trying to, um, to be afraid of, uh, feeling things and not just within love, but within life, like not trying to always plan everything out. I I think something that I learned from, um, the passing of my cousin and learning about him and who he was, um, is that he of all very much moved with love and um was a very very like just helpful person and he um wanted to see anybody around him win but also he he definitely lived his life to the fullest and learning that he like traveled so much and i thought that was really cool and i didn't really know that and um that makes me that would just make me think like damn like you you should travel too like I should travel more too even if it's by myself um because I do want to see the world like there's a world outside of Boston there's a world outside of (laughs) the United States you know and there's so many places that I get to see like on TikTok and all that stuff and I'm just like oh I want to go there one day but I'm like you know what I I need to really um to get on that so um I I hope I didn't go on a tangent but I guess my point is to um to allow yourself to feel certain emotions and allow emotions to to be your compass uh, and and let it guide you to where, essentially, your soul is trying to take you, which is where you need to be. So hopefully this was helpful. Um, I do have another episode I'm going to do right now after this. Um, And as always, this is the Black Hippie Lounge. I'm your host, Chanel. As always, meditate, manifest, invest in you. Have a great rest of your weekend and um, stay tuned for the next episode. Meditate, manifest, invest in you. Join me on my spiritual journey as I elevate myself and like-minded listeners to a higher level, mentally physically and spiritually. Thank you for listening. This is Black Hippie Lounge and I am your host, Chanel.